Good People, Cool Things is a podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. Get inspired by their stories to do your own cool thing. And here's your host, Joey Held. Hello and welcome to Good People, Cool Things. Today's guest is photographer and lifelong New Yorker Ray Simone, who, when he was just 10 years old, found a photograph that really changed his outlook on photography, taking photos, and finding the negatives of these photos, which he restores. And y'all, his work is just so impressive. He retouches these photos pixel by pixel and has captured just so many good moments of New York here. He's got Frank Sinatra. He's got famous athletes. He's got pretty much any street you can think of. Thousands upon thousands of photographs. Ray has done some fantastic work on them. Some of these glass plate negatives date as far back as the 1890s. 130 plus years, and he now owns an amazing archive of original photos of old New York, these beautiful black and white photos not available anywhere else. Definitely go check them out at Photo Gallery NYC. And we're talking all about Ray's process, some of the strangest deals and finds that he has come across, some of the weird sights he sees in New York because, hey, that city is full of charm and silliness and, of course, history, nostalgia, all that good stuff. So we're having a great conversation, and if you want to do a great thing, we're celebrating one year of Good People Cool Things, so head on over to the merch shop at goodpeoplecoolthings.com slash shop, pick up some gear, a mug, I mean, it's 25 degrees in Austin today, so I know my mug is keeping me super warm and cozy as I pour hot cocoa and coffee and perhaps the occasional bourbon into it because that warms up the soul in its own special way. So sit back, relax, enjoy this conversation with Ray Simone. For people who don't know who you are, not familiar with your work, can you give us a quick little elevator pitch? I I really love um, the look of days past. And um, I started collecting um, photographs when I was very young. So um, after I became a photographer, I really got into collecting original camera negatives, the one that, were, that was in the camera when the photograph was taken. And then um, with those negatives, I enjoyed making um, really large fine art prints of New York City, Hollywood, sports, uh, music, uh, anything that, you know, prior to the 70s, 60s, um, I, I really enjoy doing. So you mentioned that you started collecting these uh, when you were very young. Very young, 10 years old. Do you remember the first photo where you looked at and you're like yeah the first photograph i bought when i was 10 it was of the the bowery boys the east side kids i don't know if you know who they are or were but um they were um they were a group of uh of characters they got their first start in the movie angels with dirty faces with uh, james cagney that's how they became um, famous but uh they progressed into doing um short movies uh basically uh New York City scenes from the 30s and the 40s, kind of like you know, like a Laurel and Hardy, like you know, like a, you know those short, those short films. They did a, they did a, they did a couple of full length films, but mostly shorts, like a grown up Little Rascals. No, okay, okay, nice, nice, yeah. And what what was it about that photo that kind of flipped the switch for you? Well, I was into the Bowery Boys because um, I'm from New York City. The, the Bowery Boys, uh, the Bowery, which is part of New York City, uh, Manhattan, not too you know, like two miles from my house. Uh, one of the characters actually lived in my father's building around the corner. Um, 
but I didn't find that out until later. So actually, that was a, a pretty um, uh, a pretty interesting um, revelation. Wow! Oh my God! One of the Bowery boys lived in my house. But um, yeah, so then I then it was all. It's mostly Abner Costello, Chaplin, uh, Laurel, and Hardy. Those those three Stooges. I was really collecting more and more of those um, those characters. So how and and. I don't know if you know this down to the T, but if you had to estimate how many photos you have in your collection. Thousands, 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 <laughs> thousands, thousands of photographs, thousands of negatives, tens of maybe uh, negatives now, maybe, you know, 10,000 or more. Wow. Wow. And you've you pretty much scoured all over, all over the country, all over the city. Yes. Uh, all over the city, uh, mo- you know, mostly in the city. There was a time... Um, before New York City got gentrified, you know, when even if you're not from New York, if you're even if you were an outsider in the 80s or the 70s, you would still think of even the 60s and the 50s, you would think of New York City as this this metropolis, which it was is, but you would never think of it as a community. People, generally speaking, wouldn't think of it as a community. But up until mm, mid 90s, there was small like within the the center of Manhattan, there was these little communities in within the city. Everyone knew one another. You know, you, you went to the church or the synagogue or, you know, the local um, stores and bodegas where people lived. And, you know, you, you know, people think of it today as a, as a tourist, you know, as a tourist uh, destination. But, you know, to us, it was home. You know, every every part of the city was a home. There was an area in the city which would be um, 6th Avenue between 14th Street and 34th Street. I don't know if you're familiar with Manhattan. And there was so many parking lots that were used um, for for business parking, not really for tourism. There really wasn't all that much in those time, at that time. And um, people left, business people, you know, the stores closed, everybody went home, parking lots were empty. So um, on weekends, mostly, uh, Saturday and Sunday, local peoples took all their stuff, their junk from their palm, whatever they were looking to sell, because they didn't, they didn't have garage sales you know they didn't have a garage and they didn't have you know so they would bring them to these empty parking lots along the avenue just sell all their all their wares whatever they want to get rid of so my studio was right in the center of that so i would walk from one parking lot to the next one to the next one to the next one thumbing through stuff and then i I found my first negative um, mid to late 80s i said wow i've always collected I've always collected photographs. I never collected negatives before, but now I'm a photographer. So now I'm I'm looking at it in a photographer's point of view as a as opposed to a photograph collector. And I just bought one and then I just kept buying and I kept buying and I just come through and then it became, I don't want to say an addiction, but uh, <laughs> you know, compulsion. I just bought I just kept buying more and more and I just sat on them for years. It's like, wow, look at this. You know, look at this. This is this is a great shot of New York City back in you know 1950, 1940, 1920, 1910. Wow, that's amazing. You know, and uh, and then yeah, that's how that that's how that sickness started. <laughs> sickness. That's a good way to describe it. But well, this this is too much. I, I, I got tons all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're looking at these and, and thumbing through, is there a certain thing that you're looking for, or is it just kind of like, hey, this is cool. It catches your eye. Well, yes. Uh, you know, first I want to make sure that it's something that's workable, right? Something that's that's printable. Something that's not either overly overexposed or overly underexposed. 
the short answer, you want to look at the subject matter first, right? You, oh, wow, what is, what is this of? So I love, I mean, I'm, I'm, like I say, I'm born and raised in Manhattan, New York City. So I, I, I was always primarily looking for New York City scenes because I just love the city so much. And then I, I'm, I'm a, as you can see from my background, I'm really into Hollywood, the old, um, the old slapstick, old Hollywood silver screen, you know, you know prior to the um, method actors of the you know, 50s and 60s, the ones of like, you know, Jimmy Stewart, James Cagney, and this, the old slapstick Chaplin, Laurel and Hardy. Uh, so those characters really into um, collecting and looking for. But primarily it was New York City scenes. Fantastic. And has there ever been, I mean, I, I assume you're going to beyond these empty parking lots, uh, things like flea markets and uh, maybe flea garage markets, sales. Garage, down the yeah. I'll, uh, if, if I'm driving the car, I'm, you know, I, I got to stop here. I, I got uh, if, even if it's for a minute. And the thing is, as far as negatives are concerned, it was something that, that I think that has been overlooked as far as in a, in a collector's standpoint. I mean, everybody's looking for, you know, the, you know, the Fabergé egg, let's say, just for argument's sake. Nobody's, people just overlooked negatives for, for ages. You know, the, I've, I've gotten, I've bought, um, I, I think I paid a dollar one time for a photo album of these cars from like 1910. I'm like, wow, and I, I bought this photo album for a dollar and these photographs that were printed in, you know, 1910, 1915, I mean, they were practically steam engine cars. And I think people, you know, maybe, maybe would have jumped on that, but, but, but overlooked the box that, you know, a lot of times you find a box with just, you know, old photographs in it, but then you look on the bottom and the negatives are in there, then they're in, usually, many times they're in sleeves, like, wow. And then I look at, you know, hold it up to the light and say, wow, what, wow, maybe I can make a print out of this, you know? The old camera negatives are a lot larger than the 35 millimeters that you're probably familiar with. 35 millimeters is basically a little bit bigger than a postage stamp. You know, prior to, uh, generally speaking, the 1950s, they're a lot larger, two and a quarter, two, two and a half inches by two and a half inches, uh, two and a quarter by two and a quarter, excuse me, uh, four by five inches, eight by 10 negatives, I mean, these are really big five by seven, four by six. The numbers, they, they change depending upon who the manufacturer of the camera and the, and the film was. But I'm bringing that up because the larger the negative, the higher quality the print you're going to make. So if you could find a really good quality eight by 10 negative, I mean, you can make something as sharp as you're going to get. And you could print it for Times Square. You know, 35 millimeter, you, you maybe you make get make a, a poster size, you know, maybe a little bit smaller, but more or less as far as being tight and sharp and clear and, you know, HD, the, everybody likes the word HD now. But, you know, but if you get a five by seven negative, I could I could make something HD huge, you know, the size of a house. Oh, and so I guess that segues into another question. You mentioned how some um, sometimes it's overexposed or underexposed. And just generally, how much retouching goes into what you're creating? So much, especially the person who handled them. I mean, you know, you know, you you would like you would have loved for the person to have you know taken the photograph, brought it to the developer. They bring it in a you know a wax sleeve. They weren't using plastic back then. You know, they were paper sleeves or wax sleeve. And you would you hoped that they you know just kept it there. Unfortunately, a lot of times it's scratched, it's dusty, it's torn, it's bent. It's so 
you know, if it's cared for, if it was kept in a, you know, you know, low humidity, you know, how it was stored. Also, de developing is very important too. If sometimes you get people that develop the film themselves, and then maybe they left it, you know, it goes through a process of three. If they did one too much or too less, you get deterioration in it. So, you know, it's all, um, it's, there's a lot of factors that are, that are put, there's a lot of factors that are in it. And then, you know, hopefully if all the things, if everything is right, you know, you could get an amazing photograph. You know, the old Hollywood ones, they're usually um, developed properly. They're usually stored properly. And, you know, unless somebody, you know, dropped it in the street and got run over by a semi, you get to get something really good out of it. Can you kind of give us a, a look at, at your process as you're retouching one of these? Or, or does it vary by... Uh, by the photo it, it varies it, it, var it varies it varies by the photograph um you know and then of course like we were just discussing you know how it was cared for so some require you know I, I i have worked on some for 40 hours 40 plus hours on one on one negative to make you know to make a print um there's a a great image that i uh i i got from someone paid for it didn't get it i paid for it but the person must have thought wow he, he really can't get much out of it it was frank sinatra sitting at a piano with um sheet music laying on the piano but the thing was there was two men standing directly next to him and um they were looking into the camera ah you know i'll let this go because look at these two guys you know standing there you're not going to get much out of it and I'm looking at it, I go, everything is perfect. He's wearing his fedora. He's sitting at a piano. There's sheet music. It's gorgeous. I have to have this. So, you know, I paid money for it, but I didn't pay as much that it, as it was worth. However, I had a draw. I couldn't, I couldn't edit them out with just a crop. Because if I cropped out them, being that they were right beside him, if I cropped them out, you would have lost all the sheet music. You would have lost two-thirds of the piano it would have been off balance so the photograph would would not have been as rich as it being nice and wide with the piano and the sheet music in front of it so it took me 40 hours to draw those two men beside him staring into the camera out it was you know maybe 40 could have been 50 hours i, I you know i lose track after a while but it was at least 40 it was at least 40 hours and i've been told once i've been told a thousand times that looks like an album cover you know, it's, it's beautiful, you know, with his fedora just sitting there at the piano. It's beautiful. Yeah, so it's a long, it could be a long process. You know, it's, you know, very rarely is somebody going to let something go um, that doesn't require a lot of work. You know, it's usually, there's usually a lot of work involved. Yeah, the end result, though, is so, so oh, cool. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. I'll, I'll, send, I'll, send the, I'll send it to you, the image. I'll send you the before and the after, and you can see the, the difference between the two. Have you shown the the end result to the folks you buy these negatives from i i think there was only one guy there's one interesting story it was almost like a drug deal i'm telling you it was <laughs> like a drug deal this um it, to the way that it, it the way that it sounds because so you, you know you get you get put in this loop of other collectors so you have like you're in the circuit of collectors like i i have a friend of mine uh the michelin man he collects the michelin man i don't collect the michelin man if i if the michelin man walked right by me I wouldn't give him the Michelin Man on second look. <laughs> he collects anything and everything related to the Michelin Man because it goes back to 1900. Fine, good, that's great. Everybody has what they're into. So anyhow, so 
if he has, if, if I know someone that's had the, that's has something Michelin, I'll, I'll call him up. Hey dude, you know, this, this Michelin, this guy's got this stuff that I'm now, you know, you'd be interested in, you know, all about it. But then, then there's other people who do the same thing for me. Hey Ray, you know, I found a guy who has a, these negatives and then, you know, so this one guy contacts me and he says, Oh yeah, I have a, I have a negative of uh, a trolley from you know, a glass negative. He did, he could, he couldn't date it, but I could. Um, would you be interested in it? So I said, yes, you send me a photo. Oh yeah. Right. So I, I, I sent him the money. He mailed me the negative. And then I, I, I looked at it and go, man, this is amazing. Uh, again, another 40, 50 hours of work. For some reason I said, I couldn't let it go. I called the guy back. I says, dude, do you have any, would you find this? Do you have any more? He goes, I have a box of 35, a box of 35. Why don't you tell me that? He goes, yeah. He goes, meet me in Long Island. I'm in a parking lot. He goes, and I'll meet you in this parking lot. And I'm like, all right, where? So it was in, it was at in the Roosevelt Field. I drive my car out to Roosevelt Field. I told him where I was parked. He pulled up behind me. I had to open up my trunk. He opens up his trunk. Yeah, I gave him his money. He took the box and right <laughs> his trunk. Like, what, what are we doing here? What, am, I, am I buying a kilo or something? But no, it was just, it was a box that he he had bought a house, and in the closet was this box of negatives, glass plate negatives from 1910, 1915 of the of uh, the trolley conductors on their trolleys in Manhattan. And they're beautiful. But, you know, who would, if, you know, if, if you were a half a block away looking through, through, through a telescope, you said, oh, my God, these guys are doing a drug deal. But it was, it was negatives. Go figure. So, yeah, so, you know, you get, you, you get, you get into a circuit of people. I, I had a woman just call me the other day. Uh, yeah, I, have, I have some negatives I bet, if you're interested in buying. So I, I have to call her back. Mm. I uh, bought an acoustic guitar in a parking lot one time too. A very similar story. And it, it was like 1 p.m. in the afternoon and there were other people there, but I still felt like so shady. Yeah, like there's, so- a, there's, there's, a, there's a machine gun in that uh, guitar case. Yeah. And I, I'm, yeah, now I'm carrying contraband as I'm going back to, back yeah. to the office. Crazy. Uh, and also, I, I hear stories of this sometimes of, you know, you bought a house or like you're running a place, you're what like and, and stumbling upon something like this. And I'm just thinking all I had were empty closets. I think maybe, uh, maybe I, a birdcage. I, I, I own this I own this building and my father's around the corner and I get I get invited to, um, you know, because people know that I'm a collector. You know, you want to look through my house and stuff. I, I have found a lot of stuff over the years. I found in, in this building, I found a, uh, a revolver in the, um, in my fireplace from the revolver is from, uh, well, it's a bulldog. I think it was, I think it's 1890. I think it was 1890, 1895. Either the parking lot or finding a revolver in the fireplace. Is that the most obscure spot you've found something in your collection? In my garden, you know, you dig cause the, you know, I'm, I'm right basically, uh, you know, a couple of blocks from Manhattan. Yeah. You know, you find coins and stuff in the dirt. You know, people's people's homes and people's oh my the neighbor next door. I went through his attic. Goes Ray, help yourself. And um, it was right next door. He was going to tear that. He was tearing the house down. You help yourself. Look around. I went into the attic, and uh, I still have it. And I opened up the uh, the insulation in his attic from the from the yeah. And then I found comic books, and I found a Superman comic book, and I'm like, oh. Dude, please be number one somewhere in here. I went through the whole place. I found three comic books. There was a Superman from the 1940s. It was, it was all raggedy. It was, and I was like, oh man. But this is how people find these things that we were just referring to. Sometimes there's the guy he finds the Superman number one. It's worth a million and a half, two million dollars. 
but no, mine were all raggedy and brittle. And <laughs> the minute I picked it up, it was kind of like flaky. So uh, it happens. It, it's they're, they're still out there. These things are still out there. I think I might need to go look in my attic after this. I think might be. Uh... Yeah, seriously, the one guy, yeah. the one guy was. I think it was in the Midwest. He bought a house and um, he broke a wall down because I'm into Hollywood. And the person that he bought the house from was a movie theater owner and he used the the movie posters as his insulation so the whole house behind the walls was all movie posters and the insulation worth millions of dollars wow just sitting and who who you know who would have thought movie posters you know in the 20s and the 30s 40s would be worth that much kind of money but they are now oh it's it's always amazing what is worth money. And then you, th- I, I remember having a book of beanie babies uh, and, uh, you know, they predicting, yeah, predicting like thousands of dollars, like even right. the worst ones would still be worth hundreds Correct. of thousands of dollars. I'm like, if only because my sister, and to, I guess to a lesser extent, me, but more so my sister collected so many of those. And uh, we, I mean, we still have huge tubs of them, but. And they're not even worth that much anymore. No, no, not even, probably not even worth the, uh, the containers that they're in. <laughs> probably. Yeah. This is a sad thing because my nephew did the same thing. Uh, they just, they, they lost it. They looked, they was all hyped up, you know, like the cabbage patch dolls that were hop, they were uh, hyped up and people jumped on the hype. And uh, sadly, they just don't have the value anymore. Still, still nice to look through every once in a while. Absolutely. I'm like, yeah, reminisce, spiders. Right? Yeah. <laughs> good times. Good times. And so we were talking before we were recording about cities that are on your list to visit. Are there any kind of photographs or types of photographs or other collectibles besides Superman number one that are kind of on your like, oh, this would be so good list? Well, I, I have a wonderful photograph of Chicago. I did live in Chicago for a year and a half during the time of my, in the military. And um, I do like Chicago. Uh, I do like New Orleans. but. But if if I was to look at a negative uh, of New York City, I could pretty I could nearly identify exactly where that is and when that is. I probably couldn't do that with any other um, anywhere else. So um, and 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 my love and allure for the city. So are there other cities? Yes, but do I have the knowledge? You know of uh, you know State Street you know, of uh, Bourbon Street, although I know the streets and, and maybe those two streets I could probably identify, but one of the side streets I probably couldn't. But New York City, I could pretty much pinpoint, you know, when and where that is. And I just, you know, I, and, and I, you know, I walk through it every day. It's, you know, it's the, it's been the backdrop of my life. Has there ever been a photo uh, or a negative you've gotten that you spent 30, 40, 50 hours trying to retouch and then just couldn't get it to to look how you wanted to i've been on one of i of babe ruth and lou gehrig on the field in their alter ego uniforms it's not in the yankee uniform so one is the babe oh goodness gracious lose something or other and babe something or other it's not the yankee uniform and um i've been working on that photograph and i've been working on it and it's a beautiful you know if it was completely redone it would be as as nice as of anything you could get but it is so deteriorated i had to step away i just i uh, i had to step away i'll send i'll I'll send you that 
uh, I'll send, if I can get the opportunity, I'll send it to you to see, you know, it's a beautiful shot, but it's just so much work. It is, it, it was, it was, it wasn't cared for. The negative wasn't loved. And you mentioned stepping away. Do you have, cause I think this is especially now with all of us working from home, mm-hmm. remote work being a, a common thing of kind of stepping away from work, taking breaks from work. Do you have a good either quarantine hobby or like a way where you can kind of disconnect from your work and, and I clear walk your head? Every day I do um, between five and 10 miles in the city. That's you know, my, my love for the city. I do f- between five and 10 miles every day in the city. So I, I, I usually leave my house in the afternoon and I'm gone for two hours. I, I choose one of the bridges. There's basically four bridges that take you over into Manhattan. There's the Brooklyn, the Manhattan, the Williamsburg, and the 59th Street Bridge. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily flip a coin because there are four bridges, but um, I choose one and I, I'll walk over that one and then I'll, I'll work my way to, um, you know, to one of the subways and then, you know, head back home. So I'll go up to Harlem or I'll go down to the financial district or I'll go to the west side um, or I'll, maybe I'll go upper east side. So like I said, that's why I said to you just a couple of minutes ago, if I look at a photograph, I could pretty much identify more or less, you know, where, where that image is. And then, you know, by looking at it, I could pretty much date them by the lampposts or by the cars, or there'll be some landmark that I'll be able to, you know, figure out more or less, you know, what, what year that is. And also by the film, the film helps you identify it as well. If it's a, if it's a glass negative, a glass plate negative, you know, people pretty much stopped using them, you know, 1925, 1930, you know. They went to gelatin, but, um, you know, although people still use them in the thirties and the forties, but generally speaking, you know, yeah, you'll get an idea of, you know, when it was. Do you bring your camera with you on these walks? Or oh, just... yes, I do. Yeah. I always yeah. bring my camera with me on my <laughs> walks every day. Yeah. And I've, I'm, I'm shooting, you know, people on the street or, you know, something that's interesting, something bizarre that is <laughs> New York city. There's always something, <laughs> there's always something in the going on in the city that you could photograph. What's your most recent, that's, huh, that's something moment. Um, a girl sitting at a table with a man with a horse head on him. <laughs> how's that for you? How's, how's that work? That's, that's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. I actually just got one of those. My friend, uh, a bunch of friends did a virtual secret Santa and uh, he got, a, he found a horse head somewhere and sent it to me. I wasn't even his secret Santa, but he sent it to me because he was like, I think you'd enjoy this. And I'm just like, well, I guess I own a horse head now. And got to wear it once for a uh, a themed uh, party of uh, Be Your Favorite Netflix character. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, had been recently been watching BoJack Horseman, uh, or rewatching, I should say. And I was like, you know what? It's not my favorite show, but it's it's definitely up there. It's a very good show. Mm-hmm. And when am I going to get to put this horse head on? So just put the, put the horse head on, got his blue shirt and a little blazer and <laughs> passable. You just got to carry around whiskey too. Cause that's his, uh, his <laughs> MO. So just carry a bottle of whiskey with a horse head. And that helps. I wasn't out in public with it, but I, I imagine it's probably a, a similar sight. <laughs> and, and it wasn't Halloween. So it was just like a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, it was still, it was January, mid January. Uh, it's pretty great. I agree though. I think that's a, a pretty uniquely New York thing of just kind of like you'll see something that anywhere else you'd be like that's really kind of weird and out of place but here it's just like well that's just another day just yeah yeah, exactly exactly and again this might segue nicely you know new york like the Mm -hmm. back of your hand absolutely i always like to have a top three in my episodes and i'd love to hear just your top three spots in new york to go to 
you know, if you can narrow it down. <laughs> no, I could, I could I, without a doubt. And 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 uh, oddly enough, they're pretty much parks. Central Park is one of the most beautiful. I have traveled the world. Central Park is probably one of the most beautiful places on earth. I I would you know, I would put it up. I would put it up against any place as far as beauty. You know, the, the conservatives really take fabulous care of the city of, of the park. It is absolutely it is a it is a gem. So. Without a question of a doubt, it's um, Central Park is pretty much at or near the very, very top. Um, Washington Square Park, because, you know, you, you could get the woman with the horse head, you know, <laughs> sitting, you know, sitting there with a horse head. So um, and, and that's where I spent a lot of my uh, misspent youth um, in Washington Square Park and um, anywhere between the East Village and the West Village. You know, I lived in the East Village for um, quite some time and the and I don't want to say glory days. I'll call them the gory days uh, of, you know, you know, the hardcore punk, you know, the days of, you know, the Ramones and Blondie and, you know, you know, back in the late 70s, early 80s, which were the gory days. So, yeah, the gory days of the East Village and then the, 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 the nice end of the West Village. So, yeah, so West Village, East Washington Square, Central Park. Very nice. Very nice. I still Central Park it during the winter is still on my list of places I'd love to see. Every time I've been in New York, it's been either spring or summer. So Absolutely. I need to, need to get out I, I, you there. Could, there, is, there isn't a day or a time, rain, snow, sunshine, heat, humidity, cold, anytime. I, I, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a wonderful place. Yeah, I will co-sign, even, even for non-New Yorker, non-native New Yorkers like me, co-sign. I think, yeah, I think all of those are, are fantastic. And you could, be in, you could be this, you know, this a little sweet spot, maybe it's by the Belvedere Castle where you won't hear a siren, you know, you won't hear, you know, you know you'll, you, may, you may hear people, but you won't hear any of the, the craziness that's going on in the, uh, on the perimeter. Well, Ray, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on and chat. It's my pleasure. I'd be, uh, I'm very happy to do it. If people want to want to check out your work, we've touched on a few of the photos, but there are so many and oh, so thousands. many good ones. <laughs> so um, my website is um, photogallerynyc.com. And oh, I'm, I'm still uploading, you know, you, you can't, if there's something specifically looking for, I still have thousands here that I have not yet worked on, but I work on them every day. Uh, as well as my Instagram, which is uh, nyc.classicshots. Fantastic. And yes, I highly recommend checking both of those out to everyone listening because they are, they are really impressive. Thank and you so I'm, much. I, as, as someone that likes, you know, I, I admire photography for sure. I uh, have never claimed to be good at it, uh, but I think it's just it's a it's lot just easier so now yeah. than it was <laughs> when, I, when I was starting. You know, you, were, you weren't just a photographer, you were a technician. Now you could just, you know, photograph, delete, redo, delete, you know, but back then there was no, there was no delete button. Oh, that's so, I always loved like the bar mitzvahs and weddings where they'd put the disposable cameras. Like you'd get so many good gems in there. Absolutely. You have no idea what somebody's going to pick up and find. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. We always had a a bit where we'd uh, go around, you know, I'm I'm sure we're not the only people to do this. I, I, I imagine this is a common trope, but at especially at the bar mitzvahs, um, just growing up and going. I mean, I never had a bar mitzvah because I'm not Jewish, but I, <laughs> most of my friends were, so we'd go to a lot of them. Likewise. And there'd always be some running gag of us, you know, posing like, 
really, really just like ridiculous poses. We're not usually wearing suits and ties. And so we're like, you know, like pulling ourselves up by the necktie and, and all that nonsense. And I, I'm glad, I think that I've never seen the end result of this, but I'm, I'm happy that other people have. <laughs> For sure. I'd like to look at those photographs one day. Maybe I could get my hands on the negatives. Yes. Let's, I'll, I'll reach out to all my friends. I'll see what they've got. I, hopefully, hopefully some pristine gems still in there. Sweet. Good deal. Well, any future projects that you want to be uh, a teasing or just? Uh, I mean, like I'm still, I'm still every every day is a uh, every day is another another day of working on an image. So you know, you never know what's going to come up tomorrow or, or what I'll find tomorrow. That's true. Yeah, you can you can plan out your week and then stumble into something amazing. Absolutely, it's, it's always a good time. Well, Ray, thank you so much again. Thank for, you so for very much. On. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed meeting you. Likewise, likewise. And of course, we got to wrap up with the corny joke. I even made it photography themed. I actually started out as a photographer, but I had to give it up because I just kept losing focus. (laughs) Get after it today, people. (laughs) Very good joke. Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you dug this episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, or any other podcast app, I want to keep delivering great content to you. You want to keep hearing it. Tap that subscribe button. We'll see you next time.